United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Um, hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and if you want to hear me have an existential crisis, listen to Patreon. But other than that, do you ever just remember that peanut butter and jelly exists? Like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Yeah, and, oh man, I try to live my life in a way where I follow the good path, and I try to be appreciated, and I try to appreciate people. The amount of times that I have slept on the fucking manna that is peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. I can go to hell right now. It's true. It's true. Also, that's Chelsea. Um, Hi. But, <laughs> like, it's so good if you really think about it because it is, number one, bread. I love bread. Who doesn't love bread? The foundation of life itself, bread. And then you have the absolutely lethal and perfect combination of savory and sweet between peanut butter and jelly. And I prefer strawberry yeah. jelly, and okay. I also prefer a bit of a crunchy peanut butter. I was just going to say, are you a crunchy or creamy girl? Crunchy, dude, because Same. now we're talking textures. Yeah. Now we're elevated. Now we're a Michelin star. And I also toast my bread lightly before turning it into a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Just like one of the um, absolute fucking boss goat moves is to get an Uncrustable and put it in the fucking toaster for a few. Uh, dude, I when I stumbled across Uncrustables, my mind was blown and they have yeah. changed my life. Put an Uncrustable in the toaster for a wee bit. A wee bit. Get a bit of crunch on the outside. Then you get that like warm gooey oh, oh my it God. is just like oliver just went to the store and oh. i only asked him to pick up reese's for me i should have gotten fucking uncrustables yeah you fucked up there um so anyway i was just thinking about it i was like i'm hungry but not for a meal i'm hungry but like a snack isn't enough and then my brain was like peanut butter and jelly bitch and i was like oh you're so fucking right and I- then i just remembered it don't have bread. That's the only thing I'm lacking on. Um, I ran out of bread as well, but I have a tortilla and babes, you know. You know what? That's a thing. And you can mm-hmm. make a nice peanut butter and jelly wrap. A roll up. Oh. Roll up. These are mini tortillas. So it's a roll up, babe. See, I can't eat and podcast at the same time um, because I'm already a mouth breather. Mm-hmm. So where I could maybe get away with it. Um, like, I had a Reese's peanut butter cup, and you immediately clocked me for how loud I was breathing. <laughs> you sounded like fucking Cora. <laughs> I, I could hear your asthma through the chewing. When, when I say, <laughs> sometimes I send you and Taylor um, voice memos through mm-hmm. in our group chat, and when I hear myself breathing, I'm like, I've just been sitting here, man. And uh, <laughs> it was like, like fuck. That nanosecond where the chocolate was making your, like, mouth close, yeah. you immediately were gasping for air yeah, like, like, through it. And you could hear it through the chewing. It was incredible. You literally sounded like Cora. Yeah, well, my nose is so stuffed. Like, everyone knows I don't have a naturally nasally voice, but I do have a perpetually stuffed nose. So mm-hmm. I just sound ill all the time. But... um and there, there is a bit of pop culture I wanted to ask you. 
Okay. Um, Hold on. I wanted to send you a picture of the... Uh, Cora is sleeping on Apollo's bed, and Apollo is curled up on her tiny bed, and it is oh, very, very. Cute I actually, I actually did take a picture. Now Puffin, so all I do now is just stare at my planted tank. Um, I saw you got shrimp, loser. Shrimp and fish. We got fish today. Betas? No, they're. Oh, I can't. Remember, I can't remember what they're called. I want to say they're a tetra, but they're not tetras. But they're kind of like that, like. When you go to Petco and they have the fish tank just full of just tiny little fish that swim around. I got five of those. Um, but now Puffin enjoys, I think he's picking up the behavior because I'll just sit in front of the fish tank and watch it. It's so therapeutic. And um, he absolutely just loves to lay there. Oh, that is cute. <laughs> um, but, okay, pop culture. And yeah. people might be annoyed at this already. But are you more of a Will Smith or are you more of a Chris Rock? Here's my whole thing. You should know this, too. And listeners should know this. I am an advocate for fuck around and find out. Yes. I am a, I am an advocate. And some of you also might know, not a fan of stand-up comedians, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <I should've. laughs> I thought you were going to say, not a fan of Chris Rock. Here's, no, here's not where a I'm fan conflicted. of stand-up comedians. Please, give me here's your thoughts. Here's where I'm conflicted. I love watching someone get the fear of God put into him with mm-hmm. a good fucking slap. Yeah. Um, where I am more confused is the, how do I put, how do I say this? Um, Chris Rock made a fucking GI Jane joke. Mm-hmm. Um, Jada is a Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada yeah. Pinkett Smith looked at Will Smith in the eyeballs and told him how she fucked her son's friends and he just stared at her and cried if anyone has his wife in their mouth you following who needs yeah. to get fucking slapped it's not chris rock um i think he slapped him because chris rock is little mm, i agree so, with all of these things i, I agree do, with all of these points yeah i do think that chris rock did fuck around a little and find out do i think that will smith would have slapped anyone else probably no not. No. no, but when you see a good opportunity, you take it, you yeah, know, you because guess it. who fucking got his dick sucked so hard. He probably time traveled that night. Oh, Will Smith. Well, I was going to say Chris Rock's stand up comedy show had people standing up, like lining up around the block. They're both they're both doing quite well. Uh, I would say I would say, honestly, um, I here's my thing. First of all. The violence is never an option. A grown man bitch slapped another grown yeah, man on live TV. <laughs> Cry. Yeah, um, I I genuinely wish that we could do this more often without repercussions because some it's just a fucking slap, man. Mm-hmm. Where it it it's not. It was a slap between two grown ass men mm-hmm. in public, mm-hmm. and it was just a fucking slap. I mm-hmm. man. I yeah. ooh the the amount of trauma that I could get over that I could finally find fucking closure for if I could just yeah I really do someone. think that while he slapped Chris Rock and Chris Rock made like that was a weak the joke wasn't funny but it was a weak ass joke like I yeah. she has alopecia but it wasn't like uh 
It was just but she's like, also, yeah, it's, she has alopecia, but then Will Smith has made fun of people with alopecia in the past. So he yeah. probably wasn't even mad about that. No, but like. He got in I, trouble for laughing. He did get in trouble yeah. for laughing because the dagger eyes that Jada gave uh-huh. him were uh-huh. incredible. Um, and I saw some tweets online that were like, she gave him the look of like, if Tupac was still alive, because that's who she was like dating and fucking back then. They were like she. The eyes were like he wouldn't allow this to stand, yeah. and I think that telepathically made it to Will Smith. And I also think that Chris Rock was just a stand-in for every man that Jada has slept with. That's not Will Smith, I, and who has yeah. disrespected their marriage. I think that he was like, and that slap healed them. I really yeah. do think that that slap healed um, Will Smith and Jada Pink. Jada Pink his marriage. Yeah, and truly. honestly, Will Smith owes him maybe a coffee. Um, I don't think that making fun of or calling someone G.I. Jane, I would take it as a compliment personally because that movie was cool and Demi Moore is a badass. Yeah, Demi Moore's hot. Um, Thanks is what you should say. But yeah, also I, understand. I don't feel bad for rich people. I don't feel bad for rich people as well. I don't. So I think Jada, they should slap each other more in front yeah, of us. Yeah. So like, I want it to be like Gladiator, and yeah. we're all in the fucking stands, and it's two billionaires in the middle just yeah. slap boxing, and I'm like, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Celebrity deathmatch could actually I, be. A I thing. want IRL celebrity um, deathmatch. That's the closest yeah. we've gotten. So if I knew someone, just a regular boots on the ground person who had alopecia, and someone made fun of it, I would be fucking furious. Watching an A-list celebrity who's part of Scientology get an off-the-cuff G.I. Jane joke said about him, I don't feel they're fucking bad They're not a part of slightest. Scientology. Yes, they are. No, they're not. They 100% are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. You're going to tell me, you're going to look at me and tell me that they are not part of Scientology? You're lying. They give so much money to Scientology, they try to deny it, but they fucking are. Why do you say that? Because I know. I know Okay, here's a September 28th, 2001 article from the New York Post. Why Will and Jada are the worst Scientology kids' school bizarre parenting and discarded lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think they give money to New Village Leadership Academy, which is a private elementary school. And it's a fucking Scientology front. It's where they Hollywood's train up. dubious enduring duo has been less forthcoming about their now shuttered allegedly secret Scientology school. In 2017, when former Scientologist Leah Remini claimed that Pinkett Smith was a quote, longtime down low member, the couple denied any affiliations with the controversial religion. We've never been Scientologists. We've never been swingers. Smith said at the time, well, that last part's a lie. So who's to say the first part? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, and that then they school. say now, however, Smith has revealed that he and his wife are indeed in an open marriage. Uh, quote, we have given each other trust and freedom. We believe that everybody has to find their own way and marriage for us can be a prison. Smith told GQ this week. He even admitted that his wife's, quote, entanglement with what's this guy's name? Alsena? Alsena? Alsatan? Oh, I just spilled water everywhere. <laughs> Oliver, we bring get- you a towel? Made it seem like she was the adulterous one, but, quote, that was not, Smith delicately explained to me, in fact, the case, end quote, the GQ writer noted. Jada never believed in, con- oh my God, stupid ad. Quote, Jada never believed in conventional marriage. Jada had family members that had an unconventional relationship. She grew up in a way that was very different than how I grew up, Smith said. And Smith dropped 
what could be the most annoying celebrity slang since, quote, conscious uncoupling was made famous by Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin. Quote, there were significant endless discussions about what is relational perfection. You are detracting from the fact that they give money to the Scientology school. Well, they're like, they're basically trying to say, like, because he lied about this, why would they not? Also, if Leah Remini said it, I believe Yeah. Google New Village Leadership Academy, and the first fucking picture that pops up is Tom Cruise. It's okay. a Scientology school. Mm. Okay. You know what? You're right. You're right. I don't give a it's fuck right. about them. Slap I, the Scientologists as hard yeah, as you want. I don't feel bad for them. Um, but the period, point blank, I don't feel bad about either of them. Rich people can slap each other yeah. all they want. I don't feel bad um, for rich people with alopecia. I don't feel bad. I feel I don't feel bad that you can afford any fucking wig you want. I don't feel bad that you can get it treated. I don't feel bad that you have access to all of the highest tiers of beauty standards where you can fit in if you want to. And I don't feel bad that there's emotional repercussion from you being a shitty mom and wife. Like some of the decisions that they've made are fucking weird. Like that weird nude photo shoot they did with Willow when she was like 12 and there was like a grown ass like 20 something year old in the bed. What? That shit's weird, yeah. Oh my god, that gets me and to the Zoe Kravitz thing. But before Jada I Pink say that, Smith was like, "You're all perverts," and it's like, "She's a child, dude." Um, first of all, I will say now my newfound hatred of the Smith Pinkett Smith family. Um, I what a pill to swallow, man. But I also don't give a fuck about Chris Rock. Um, because my whole thing is like. If I was at an event and someone made fun of me, I would also hope that my partner would get up and slap the motherfucking shit out of that person. I already know mine wouldn't, and it hurts me inside. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think mine would? I don't know. Maybe. I want to think so. No, he wouldn't. Why do you say that? I'll ask him right now. Come here. Come in. If someone dissed me the way that Chris Rock dissed Jada Pinkett Smith, would you get up and slap him? Speaking to the microphone. Absolutely not. It was a great joke. I see. He wouldn't defend me. It was me. not even a great joke. I'm not going to hit someone for a joke. I think you. I think we should more, honestly. Make no, the I already joke knew. funny or get hit. He. Hi. Can I ask you a question and it can be recorded? Uh, yep. If someone was to make fun of me or make a joke at my expense in front of an audience of people, would you slap them? I wouldn't slap Chelsea, no. Not Chelsea. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> Not Chelsea. Not Chelsea. Let's say um, another Chris Rock. A man, say, ask him a if man, Chris Rock. A man was making a joke about me in front of... Uh, yeah, yeah, I get where this is going. Yes, I would. Thank you, babe. I love you. I love you too. I would slap someone if they made fun of you too. But in the same in the same breath, hear me out here. God what? If it was funny enough <laughs> I'd, I'd sit this one out. That's fair. That is fair, but okay. I was visibly upset. If you were visibly upset, I uh, yeah, I would slap them. Okay, thank you. That's all I needed so to hear. I, I would I would more than slap someone if they hurt your feelings. I would beat the motherfucking shit out of them. That's just is what it yeah. is. I hope you know that. Here's uh um, I, mean, I don't really like the attention of people seeing me slap someone, but if it made you upset that's my answer, yeah. Thank you. I love you. I'll talk to you later. We're in the middle of recording. Um 
So here's where I get into that like middle school <laughs> mentality where I will text Oliver and be like, do you even fucking like me? <laughs> because I don't think he does. I genuinely don't think he likes me. Oh, And I my think God. that's why I have the dreams that I have where he's so mean to me. And I wake up and I'm like, it all makes sense now. And then I throw these softball qualifiers at him of like, hey, would you do – anything to make me happy and he's like <laughs> fuck no and i'm like all right but um, like did you set the standard back because like ty very much knows like because it's almost happened like a girl has said something rude to him and at a bar in front of me and i was like i'm going to jail tonight like oliver absolutely knows that i you would you're, a, you'll throw down oliver has straight up had to tell me like be nice before wow that's a problem. You let them have a thought. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's a set, it's a known fact and standard that if someone fucks around and hurts either of our feelings, it's over. Like, we'll yeah. step in. It's a, it's a tag team death match. If I wasn't there, I'd slap the shit out of someone fully knowing that they would just nick my jaw a little bit. And down I'd go, but it would be the theater of defending you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, well, okay. I well, mean, your partner likes you and mine does not, but... <laughs> How does that feel? Well, you should also know, I, I should have asked the follow-up question would be if someone made fun of Chelsea in front of you and she was visibly upset, would you I also slap them? I think he would too. I don't I think, think he would. Yeah. So now I I'm just hurting he... my own feelings <laughs> because my partner wouldn't. Oh my God. Um, well, just know that he would and I absolutely would too. So I would do the same for help? both of you. Like, Thank you. And I wouldn't only do it if someone was smaller than me. Like I would, I would at the very least fucking mace them because I have the distance weaponry as well. So that's true. That is yeah. also true. I do have mace on my keychain. And so. I've been waiting a long fucking time to missile kick someone. And once the stars align, like if somebody just even side eyes tie right, they're getting <laughs> missile kicked. <laughs> um, oh man! So at least you have that. That's like a. Yeah. That's like you know two out of three is pretty good still. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh let's get anyway into the podcast. let's talk about the actual oh wait before we go i wanted to talk about fucking zoe kravitz because this all ties into the fucking jada pinkett smith smith family bullshit so what Catwoman you... is making an appearance now oh god dude so as you may know since the batman zoe kravitz notorious hot girl has yes. been taking the internet by storm Everyone being like, you know, even a joke being made on Twitter was like, if someone was to, like, I wouldn't allow someone to bitch slap me in, in the room, in the same room that Zoe Kravitz is in. You know, like, all yeah, this shit, right? That's fair. And you're like, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. And then, and then, I and I truly think, let me put my tinfoil hat on. Hold on, let me, I'm wrapping it, I'm putting it on my head. Zoe Kravitz came out and made a statement where she was pro Chris Rock and magically an article appeared from years ago in which she is quoted verbatim about how she was flirting with and attracted to a then 14 year old Jaden Smith. Uh, and she was either 23 or 25 when this was happening. Dude, well, and it, even in the well, article, Jada she's like, a shit. <laughs> I know. They don't care know. if like older people are chilling out with their children. Yeah, and she and in the in the interview she even is like I had to keep checking myself that like oh you're not even 18. Like all this weirdo shit, That's dude. That's weird. Yeah, so anyway, she's fucking done. She's done. So that's that's the wrap up on that. 
and I'm like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, whoops. You got People just need to shut the fuck up. We can have opinions because we're the poors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're if you were there, you don't get to have an opinion. You just go, yeah. that was crazy, man. <laughs> That's all you yeah. say. You just make a face in a photograph and then never make a comment yeah, this about face. it ever again. You do and then you That's all you do. Um but yeah, so she said she said that and then mysteriously and magically some fucking article from like twenty fifteen yeah, pops up where she talks about being sexually attracted to a fucking fourteen year old. That's gross. I know. <laughs> it's gross on two tiers. It's gross. Because it's a child, it is also gross because it's Jaden Smith. <laughs> um, hey. Oh man! And then someone posted a picture of what Jaden Smith looked like at fourteen, and it's a full ass child, and you're like, Karate me. Kid era, basically, right? God, yeah. A little string bean. That's gross. Literally. Really. So, um, you anyway. have the audacity to say that when you stand across from Robert Pattinson, and I know these interviews were years apart, but that's how encompassing robert pattinson's beauty is is it affects mm-hmm. you it transcends time that's true that's true <laughs> Puffin, i'm gonna fling you into the moon stay out of the garbage <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's just being so bad i have never heard that <laughs> he's like walking up within arm's distance and getting stuff out of my garbage and i'm gently pushing him away and i've done it like 40 times now <laughs> i've never heard that i always say like i'm gonna throw you out the window i'm gonna throw Not you, off the, you into the moon. i'm gonna throw you off the roof uh-huh. <laughs> just grab his two little feet and do like a discus throw that's exactly what I imagined. And also, the way you said it was so, like, matter of fact and also sweet. Like, Puffin, I'm going to fling you to the moon. <laughs> now he's, like, fucking squared up in the hallway. Like, he's going to fight me, too. Dude, when I tell my dogs I'm going to throw them out the window, it's usually, like, in a more angered tone. It's like, I'm going to throw you out the fucking window. Yeah, dude. Because they're, like, getting up. the zoomies on my face as I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. Yours was very kind. God. He's acting like a little bastard today. Like, what he does, what I say is he acts like an orphan. He's acting like a fucking orphan. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fling you out of the moon. All right. Let's talk about the episode. Okay. 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 (laughs) Get it over with. So, speaking of children, Mm -hmm. 10-year-old Greg Garrett. Oh, my God. That's almost the age that Zoe Kravitz is. (laughs) Yeah. Zoe Kravitz would think he was so hot. (laughs) <laughs> um, so this child that Zoe Kravitz wants to bang um, was enjoying a tepid spring evening at the end of April 1973 in Enfield, Illinois. The idea small town was surrounded by vast green farms and with a population of less than 800 people, it was a sort of suburban paradise that parents in the Midwest absolutely loved. And it goes without saying. I'm going, yeah. I need you to keep talking. Okay. Cora is being so fucking loud i'm gonna go it's chaos it's so bad i can hear Uh, her through my headphones i'm gonna go lock her in my room hold on i'll just keep i'll just keep talking uh so it goes without saying that greg garrett's parents were surprised when their son suddenly burst through the door claiming that he had just been attacked after seeing that their son appeared to have been viciously stomped on Greg's parents called the police who quickly came to their home but they couldn't find any trace of the boy's attacker It was only a half hour later when a neighbor of the Garrett's, a retired veteran and antiques dealer named Henry McDaniel, heard a strange scratching noise on his screen door. 
McDaniel originally didn't pay too much attention to was the Was it Zoe Kravitz at the it screen door? Zoe like, do you have kids inside? Let me in. The 14-year-old. <laughs> really hot. Um, so Henry didn't originally pay too much attention to Zoe Kravitz just lurking around <laughs> like a fucking creep. Um, but it was his children lamenting that it could be a stray dog or even worse, a bear, that finally pushed him to go get his gun and investigate what was pawing at his house. And when he opened his door, he didn't see a dog or a bear like he expected. And he instead saw, and this is a quote from Henry McDaniel directly, that it had three legs on it, a short body with two little short arms coming out of its breast area, and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. It stood four and a half feet tall and was a grayish color, and it was trying to get into the house. It's just like a stray dog with pink eye. Yeah. It's a tripod dog. It's just probably dog. me with pink eye. <laughs> it's true. With your double pink eye, that yeah. could be you. I was so special. Um, I'm good at something. Getting double pink eye. Yeah. And having it for weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then God. going to a doctor who just told you to sleep it off. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Um, McDaniel was immediately taken off guard. And once the creature let out an ear-piercing hiss like a mountain lion... McDaniel started shooting at the beast. Can I say a few things here? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, probably because I'm assuming you're on cryptid talk, videos of people being like, that's a fucking chubacabra, that's a fucking um, windigo. And it's clearly yeah. just a mountain lion screaming because, like, when mountain lions scream, they sound like small children. Like, or like a rabbit screaming even sounds like a murdered woman. Yeah, they and they sound like a wailing ghost that haunts a manor. Like, and you can see it. Like, you can watch live footage of an mm-hmm. actual like mountain lion and these horrific, ghostly, ghastly noises yeah, coming out of that. I wonder if I can pull it up. Um, mountain lion screaming is not something that I've been super into, but what I've been watching a lot lately are like siren sounds where men oh, from on, the ocean yeah when the fisherman boats yeah those yeah. are fucking me up all right wait Dude. I, found a, I found a scream that's a, that's a mountain lion yeah and you could probably see the actual mountain lion in which the scream is coming from yeah yeah it's a uh, it's like one of those hunter cams where yeah. they like put them up they literally scream like a woman being murdered yeah um but yeah to your point I have also been seeing the videos of like dudes on lobster boats out in the middle of the fucking ocean in the dead of night and their fucking siren calls. It's like so fucking faint, but you hear it. Those have been messing me up. I've also found my way onto mermaid TikTok where people are like, apparently there was a user on um, TikTok who was like, yes, I see mermaids. Like here are my depictions and like pictures of them. And that person just fucking vanished. Yeah. Because they started taking their medication. You know, I I did also see something online that was like, we always know when our friend has stopped taking her medication because she changed her her profile picture to Lady Gaga. (laughs) She thinks she's Lady Gaga. I love that form. Um, Um, So that's also that person who's like, yeah, I see mermaids. And then finally their fucking mom was like, oh my God, six weeks off the meds, got them back on and they're back to working their coding job Monday through Friday. Fascinating. But I mean, the, the thing screamed right in his face. So... Pretty fair yeah. that it probably wasn't a mountain lion. but Maybe it was a mountain lion with mange. Maybe. But he started shooting the fuck out of it. Oh, and he rude. hit it a few times. And he described the creature's response to being shot as a frenzy. 
And now I know. Oh, but, yo, yeah. no, really? I was oh, going to say. You don't say. I was going to say, you're going to obviously say, yeah, it got shot, you fucking idiot. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I don't mean like, I feel like when something gets shot, it will like either run away or it will be wounded and kind of fall over. Um, instead, what this thing started doing was it started like rolling around and like kind of raving <laughs> and like contorting itself in very weird ways. Speak for yourself, bitch. That's how I would react if I got shot. I would be putting on a fucking performance. I would be like, this is the theater. <gasps> I, would, I would just let out one long forlorn sigh and just be like, of course. <laughs> that would be mine. I'd be like, that. <sighs> and then I would call an Uber and see if an Uber would take me to the hospital because it is cheaper than it an is ambulance cheaper and probably faster, even um, during the high pricing. Yeah, still even cheaper. Pricing still cheaper. Um, but it was in between its writhing and its wiggling around. It also would jump a whopping seventy-five feet up into the air. Land, How does anyone even know what seventy-five feet of the air uh, is? Mister McDaniel would know. He's 10. No, the Greg... Oh, you were gone for that part. Greg Garrett got attacked by something that fucking stopped him, and he ran inside and told his parents. And his parents called the cops. And then a half an hour later, one of his neighbors, Henry McDaniel, saw Dealt with it. Okay. Yeah. So this is up the road. This is one of their neighbors dealing with it now. Okay, so this is a grown-ass man who can't grown really pass man, a third-grade yeah. level. He was a veteran. But he and, knows 75 feet in the yeah. air. So he's a retired veteran and an antique stealer. So he has his faculties about him. Uh, <laughs> he's also like a father and I assume responsible because his children love him. So eventually it scuttled off into the darkness and McDaniel quickly called the police to report what he had seen. And lucky for him, they were still up the road at his neighbor's house listening to the ramblings of the 10-year-old boy who was telling them about the same three-legged creature that had attacked him in his own backyard. So the police got to McDaniel's house and quickly discovered the evidence of the creature's presence. They found footprints measuring four inches wide, and initially they thought that they could have belonged to a large dog. However, a dog's paw prints only host four toes. This mysterious creature had a total of six toe pads. That's nothing to write home about. I watched a dog online get, like, its whole other mini little paw removed. Oh. Yeah. It has like cute. an extra paw. Why would they? Yeah, growing it? off of the back paw. Was like if you were to have it? an extra thumb, but yeah, it was but you an entire mini paw. Uh, no, what? they got it off because they wanted it to look cute. It was a Frenchie. I I said leave it. I say yeah. leave it. Leave it. They and took call it, it like Hansy McGee. Hans Hansel. <laughs> <laughs> so they also mapped out the gait of the three-legged creature, noting that one of the limbs appeared to be much smaller than the other two. And lastly, the most permanent piece of evidence was the large scratch marks on the side of McDaniel's house. And regardless of the evidence and two witnesses, the police still weren't really buying the story of the victims quite yet. Um, and the, But they soon would because the newly dubbed Enfield creature wasn't quite done terrorizing the area yet anyway. So flash forward to May 6th at 3 a.m. And Henry McDaniel was woken up from a dead sleep by the sound of his neighbor's dog barking. He tried to close his eyes, hoping that the dog would calm down, but its barking got only more and more frantic. So Henry wearily sat up in bed, put on his glasses, and went to see what all the commotion was about. Pushing open his door and staring at the railroad tracks next to his home, McDaniel was once again staring face to face with the Enfield creature. 
Entranced, he watched the terror walk along the railroad tracks for a few minutes, taking in its moving movements and drowning out the noise of the dogs barking. And after a while, the creature startled at something and quickly darted off into the night. Word soon got out about McDaniel's second sighting of the Enfield creature, and people started lingering around his property, hoping to catch a glimpse themselves. Um, quick cue. Yeah. Have you looked up a picture of this before? I, I have. I actually put one at the very end of the document. Let me take a little look-see. Because, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's my- not... That's not what the internet is showing me. The internet is showing me more of like a griffin, but rather than like an eagle head, it's a fucking dog head or a fox head. I just pulled that up. Um, I think you're looking at, what is it? The heraldry of it. You're looking at like a little bit. This is okay. You're looking at the wrong thing. You're looking Um, at an evil foreskin. Yeah, so what I would describe the Enfield creature, um, like do Enfield creature and then Illinois. That will probably pull up the right thing. Um, the Enfield creature looks more like the Cloverfield creature, but with three legs. And it has like two strong like hind legs. And then it has like a shitty little third arm that just kind of flip flops around that it sometimes uses. But it's not like where it bases like most of its um, stance on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well. So. It's not cute. Anyway, go on. It is not. It is not cute. This is not going to earn a place in my heart. <laughs> like it's not going to get a plushie to put no. on your shelf. No. If I wanted a plushie of it, it's I exactly how you described it. I would just get a foreskin and glue like chicken legs to it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so word soon got out about McDaniel's second sighting of the Enfield creature, and people started lingering around his property, hoping to catch a glimpse of it themselves. And although the small town newspapers had been following the story and publishing updates, no one was really prepared for the level of publicity that began pouring into the area. McDaniel had already been a pretty private man, and he was even at more of a loss when the local sheriff showed up at his front door and warned him to stop spreading these rumors and directly blamed McDaniel for all the weirdos now sleuthing around asking about aliens, Bigfoots, and other cryptids. Could you imagine, like, minding your own business all the fucking time? And then someone, like I do. Yeah, and then the cops come over and they're like, you better mind your business. And you're like, I'm I don't like, know what to do. What else do I do? What more do I have yeah, to do? Go it's like underground? I'm being terrorized in my home. Like, I'm calling the police because there's a thing trying to claw its way in. And when I shoot it, nothing happens, but it flips the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless of the sheriff's warnings, amateur monster hunters came to Enfield, armed to the teeth, hoping to catch the mysterious monster themselves. And now it could have been that more people meant more sightings or that the atmosphere of the town was pushing through paranoia. But more encounters with the Enfield creature did start to get reported. Two hunters named Roger Tapp and Mike Mogul reported seeing a deformed and large gray monkey crossing their path while out on a hunt. In another case, a group of five hunters were arrested for opening fire too close to a public area. And in this incident, the men claimed that there was a gray creature who scuttled by them in the woods, frightening the group who then opened fire on the thing. And despite pressure from the police and interviews, the entire group kept to their story, and they all maintained that whatever it was, their bullets had no effect on it whatsoever. 
So now obviously the locals were freaking out. Sure. Not only, and I looked up the, um, like at the highest, the like Enfield's population was like 800 people, like very small town. And all of a sudden it's flooded. <clears throat> but not only was their town overrun with monster hunters, but they were worried that these Enfield sightings were causing people in the area to become extremely trigger happy. This is like the first time a town that has like a cryptid sighting has come out to say this, the thing that we are all thinking. There are too many middle-aged divorced dads running around in chacos and polo tees with shotguns. Yeah, it's they're too moving. Many. They've got their Crocs in sport mode. Yeah, it is becoming a bit much. Well, and they're shooting there in the middle lot. of town. Yeah. In this town of 800 people, so yeah. it's one single town square on a Tuesday evening yeah. contains the entirety mm-hmm. of the fucking county. Yeah. They could wipe out the whole, like a whole family, generations of just terror. There is just too much Caucasian Patagonia going around right now. And, you know, for what? People I with will the disposable say, though, income to not yeah. need to go to work. Let, let's really dig into that. Let's really think about that for a second. Is that this town in the middle of nowhere was overrun by a bunch of people who live such a luxurious life mm-hmm. that they can be part-time monster Dude, hunters. That's all I want. Every time I read a story like this and it's like, oh, they sent the recording to local cryptozoologists. Why the fuck am I not the local cryptozoologist? I think you just say you are and then you are. Okay, well, then I'm putting that on my LinkedIn, and I hope no one gets mad at me and tattletales on me. They um, might. But go outside with the intention of looking for Bigfoot. Guess what? You're a cryptozoologist. But I feel like the amount – man, I'm – What am you, I about to say? What do you think these men did? What am I about to say? I feel that you and I are cryptid experts – and I'm sick of nobody recognizing us for that. I think that's a valid point. Because when I see what some of these people say, it's very similar to Comic-Con, right? When we go to a panel and it's like, I know more than this person. I deserve to be on the panel. We're lucky <laughs> enough to be in a situation where we yeah. are on panels. Sure. And we know everything that we need to know and nobody's flexing on us. If I flex, if I can flex on these people, I'm furious. I'm furious and I just want I'm gonna I'm gonna make a shirt. I'm gonna make business cards and just say I'm a cryptozoologist. Well, here's I'll make the thing about a business card. The only thing stopping you is uh printing them offline. I the only thing stopping me is that I accidentally bought everyone's food at the bar this weekend and it was expensive. <laughs> he needs to vend me. <laughs> no, it's okay. If I had mentally prepared to pay um, but I think what happened was I drank your Bloody Mary because you didn't like it. You did. And they did have too much horseradish in yeah, that. And I haven't had like liquor in months. And I was so fucked up that I went to that same dark place that I had been in when I lied and told everyone I had all this like money saved up to go to New Mexico. Do people know about this story? I don't know, man. But I was in the oh, same let me give spot. You a, let me give you a quick. <sighs> let me give you a quick little summary. For no reason other than her own, completely unprompted, one it was snowy a Christmas evening. Sock party. It was yep. a Christmas sock party. One snowy evening at a Christmas gift exchange, which was a sock exchange, at a local bar. Beer bar, to be exact, for the locals. Beer bar. Once yeah. again, unprompted 
but intoxicated. Yeah. Chelsea makes an announcement that she <laughs> that she that not only does she have like money saved away yeah. for an investigative alien trip to New Mexico, mm-hmm. but that she also has all of the tools that yeah. one might need for said Ufologist did And I did have the tools saved in, in an Mexico. Amazon wish list. She did have a wish list and she did show it to everybody and it yeah. did have all the things. Yeah. But the second part to this story is that there was no money no. and there were no purchases. No. She very much Anna Delvied herself, but yeah. rather than taking advantage of rich people in New York, she was trying to become a ufologist in front of her friends. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, you don't know this, man. I secretly have a lot of money, and like, I don't even need to work at this point. And I need to show you what I got going. On. And people are buying it because, like, I had become so fucked up that I transcended that level of drunk where you're sloppy, mm-hmm. and I was just my body was awake but my sure. brain was asleep so yeah. no one could tell until i don't even know how i got exposed but i had to apologize to people <laughs> i was like i'm very sorry <laughs> yeah um, you were like you're getting ready to do like a robinson crusoe or whatever like uh, full-blown i'm getting the band to go to new mexico and find yeah. aliens and everyone was like well let me just when when should i take days off like let me know yeah. i'll put it in oh, paycom right now didn't exist. Didn't. None of it existed. It was a big fucking lie. <laughs> she transcended a li- drunkenness I don't even know and went to delusion. Man, I but I still have um I don't know if I have that Amazon account anymore, but like the weaponry was cool. I had like an electric bow staff saved in there. Yeah. You know like what I other weaponry good, is cool? And, and Wolverine claws, yeah, and night vision. A models. healthy dose of Wellbutrin to keep you <laughs> fucking on yeah, track. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that was bad. Um, I see pictures of myself that night, and I look normal, but if you zoom in on my eyes, they are just <laughs> black. <laughs> the soul yeah. left the body. Um, yeah. So, but. To your point, to this point, you don't have to go out and buy a fucking 20-foot-long cattle prod to be a ufologist. You can just print right. a business card and get a fucking free WordPress site and make it happen. Yeah. Clearly, you buy the bullshit they're selling when they've got fucking neon green text floating across the screen. Yeah. And I know how to, like, build websites. Yeah. It's okay. what you do in your job. It is what I do. I'm so. going to make us a website, and I'm going to have a sub page. It's just all my accolades and credentials about how I am Utah's number one prominent cryptozoology expert. I think you should say that. I'm going to. I think you should. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. As soon as I financially recover from all the bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Going back to Enfield, more people coming to the area just caused more rumors and then more people came to the area, which just caused more rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reign of terror of the Enfield creature was slowly coming to an end. Rick Rainbow, I looked him up, he is real. I was going to say fake name. Um, was the news director of WWKI Indiana in the 1970s and decided that he wanted to see what all the buzz was about with Enfield. So he was part of a a four-man group who came to the area with some recording equipment, hoping to get tangible evidence of the creature once and for all. 
and they loitered around Henry McDaniel's property for a few days until they noticed a gray lump of fur hanging out around an abandoned house only a few few lots down from McDaniel's. And as they got closer, they witnessed the creature kind of trot back and forth from the house a few times into the woods, and it, it kept doing this over the course of a couple of hours. And the entire group was absolutely shocked to see the speed of the creature. Rainbow went on to say that there was no way that this thing could have been human, since he has never seen anything run that fast in his entire life. Because he's seen Usain Bolt, it's a pretty bold fucking statement to make. <laughs> Plus, you are from Illinois, my dude. Not known for runners. Yeah, not um, the fastest people in America, but No, no, not the fastest. Um, in recording the entire experience, Rainbow caught one blood-curdling wail of the creature before it finally ran into the woods, never to be seen by the same locals again. Never. Um, but Rainbow wasn't done there, though. He took his recording of the scream and sent it off to Lauren Coleman. And if Lauren Coleman sounds familiar, it is because he is a prominent writer in the cryptid scene and has been for a while. And he was actually the author of the 1974 Fate magazine Enfield article called Swamp Slobs Invade Illinois. That's a rude thing to call white people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also astute and accurate. <laughs> also very on the nose and descriptive. <laughs> we should make swamp, swamp slobs. Yeah, yeah, swamp slobs invade. Yeah. Resident swamp slob. That's um, a good one. Oh, that is a good one. So Coleman listened to the recording of the creature and was taken in by its authenticity. And I will say I tried to find it. It has since been lost. Sounds authentic. Yeah. Um, But although he couldn't identify the noises in the recording, he was surprised it was nothing he had heard before. So intrigued, he and another cryptozoologist named Richard Crow went to Henry McDaniel's house to investigate further. And while there, he heard the wails of the Enfield Terror himself, stating, quote, I traveled to Enfield, interviewed the witnesses, looked at the sighting of the house, the Enfield monster had damaged, heard some strange screeching banshee-like noises, and walked away bewildered. See, that's bullshit. I would have taken that whole experience and turned it into a podcast. Well, you know, this was, what, 70s? I don't care. They had access to a radio show. They were friends with Rick Rainbow. That's true. They should have contacted Rick Rainbow. What else is going on in Illinois? Nothing. The assassination of Abraham Lincoln? We've been over that for years now. Was that that where he got assassinated at? I think that's where he's from. I don't know where he got assassinated. Yeah, look it up. Lincoln die. I thought he died in the South. What is it? The Peterson House. Where the fuck? The Peterson House, Washington, D.C. Where also, was Lincoln? What the fuck? He's not born. even born. He was born in Kentucky? LaRue, Kentucky? Kentucky? Well, I thought it was Springfield, Illinois. Which president is from Is this a Bernstein Bear situation? Is this Ronald Reagan was the only one to be born in Illinois. What? Springfield, (laughs) Illinois is like where Abraham Lincoln is from. No, you're thinking of the Simpsons. No. What? What? I don't even know. You're saying Springville or Springfield? Yeah, Springfield. Springfield, S-P-R-I-N-G-F-I-E-L-D, Illinois. Was Abraham Lincoln born in Illinois or Kentucky? Abraham Lincoln was born on Sunday, February 12th, 1809, in a log cabin on his father's 
Sink and Spring Farm. You're thinking of Robert Todd Lincoln. In what was at the time Hardin County, today LaRue County in Kentucky. You're thinking of Robert Todd Lincoln. His son was born in Springfield. That's a really weird thing to know. I had to Google famous people from Springfield, Illinois, and number two is Robert Todd Lincoln. Wow. Weird. Okay, so he moved to Illinois. Maybe Illinois was where he started his presidential campaign. I don't know. Well, yeah, because he had to have been if that's where he had his son. Uh, his son was born on August 1st, 1843. That is not that long ago. Yeah, dude, American history is like a fart in the timeline of things. <sighs> I know, it's still lingering in the air. All right, well. Anyway. More you know. So eventually, the crypto community moved on to different sightings in the area. And although there were more sightings of the Enfield Beast, it never got back to the same popularity as it was when Henry McDaniel first reported seeing it. And although appearances of the creature died down, there were similar reports from witnesses seeing a gray monster in, monster in southern Illinois for the rest of the 1970s. Coleman reported that in Murfreesboro, a small town roughly 61 miles from Enfield, a couple named Randy Needham and Judy Johnson were parked near a boat ramp near Big Muddy River. That's the name of it. Original. Um, yeah. So suddenly they heard an ear-splitting shriek of what they initially thought could have been an injured mountain lion, despite the amplitude of its cry. And suddenly a gray-haired monster lunged out of the nearby trees and sprinted towards them. The couple jumped back into their vehicle and headed straight for the police station. And the cops did report to the boat ramp, and similar to Henry McDaniel's experience, they saw all the evidence of a monster, including footprints in the mud featuring an erratic gait, and evidence that the creature had three legs instead of two. Despite the evidence, however, there was nothing they could do, and they wrapped up the case with a big fat question mark. I mean, what did they... Oh, here's a, here's a real thought. What the fuck are they supposed to do? This is just like... Has anyone gotten their car broken into before and you call the cops and they literally write the case number down on a McDonald's napkin and hand it to you and be like, okay. No, they're like, there you go. There it is. Yeah. Like, or if you're like, someone stole something from me, they're like, did you, did you see them? No. Like, okay. Man, shit, man. That's crazy. That's okay. wild. Okay. Yeah. Well, bye. Like, it really do be like that though. Like, like oh, is it because yeah. like movies have made police seem like fucking noir style detectives yeah. that they think they're gonna do or anything they care. yeah they don't fucking care. They don't care about this they're not gonna investigate this they barely investigate murders they yeah. don't even investigate domestic violence they don't give a fuck about your foreskin monster no they don't in fact they're happy finally that there's something in the area that they can start blaming all the other domestic violence cases on it's like true. he didn't hit her it was the dick monster it's so true i always love this like in in specifically cryptid cases, um, because of course it always hurts differently when we're covering true crime. But when it's like cryptid cases and like no one gets hurt, it's just like a weird dick monster running around, leaving its fur and footprints everywhere. And people are like, and the police did nothing. Versus what? When they do <laughs> yeah. something? Like, when does that happen? Well, they definitely didn't go above and beyond. They sure don't. They did babes. the bare minimum. They barely do that. Come on. Uh, but there were more and more cases popping up in Illinois with the same standard MO. Someone would hear a noise when they were suddenly ambushed by a gray creature with three legs. And despite police reporting to the scene, there was nothing that they could do, and the cases <laughs> went nowhere. Yeah, no shit, buddy. 
So interestingly enough, however, there was the fact that some of the cops were noticing other similarities in the crime scene. So wherever this Enfield terror popped up, a thick black goo was left behind. And police dogs would hesitate when passing over the goo, but during all their tracking, cop nor canine found anything. And it is interesting here that the black goo is something that we've seen in other sightings of strange cryptid creatures. Remember with the Flatwoods monster? It I do. also let out an ear-piercing scream, and it left black goo in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, another creature we've spoken about was the Dover Demon, which yep. also appeared gray in color and moved in a very erratic run. Mm-hmm. So in his articles for Fate magazine, Coleman made a point to interview some of the police who had responded to calls about the Enfield Terror. So from UFO Insight, quote, According to police chief Toby Berber, they didn't know what the creature is, but we do believe that what these people saw was real. He would go on to state that these are good, honest people and that they are seeing something. Which I feel like is good. At least they're acknowledging. Yeah, they saw something. Um, So now there is a reason why a lot of these cryptid sightings tend to occur in roughly the same geographical area in the United States. So this particular area of Illinois has long been referred to as the devil's kitchen due to the fact of the terrifying things that seem to happen with no real explanations. Lauren Coleman specifically focused a good part of his research on the Illinois, Oklahoma, Indiana, and Missouri regions, writing that the creatures reported are almost always bipedal, hairy, and sub-hominid in general appearance. Their color is variously as white, gray, or brown. Their eyes are usually pink or red and glow in the dark. And what makes this even stranger, Coleman reports, is the high number of UFO sightings that occur in conjunction with the Enfield Terror's presence. In fact, it's hard to name any sort of cryptid and not stumble upon UFOs. So, for example, like Bigfoot is always spotted in areas where there's lights in the trees. Mm. Um, Skinwalker Ranch is like the quintessential example of UFO activity. Yeah. Um, even missing 411 encounters, like weird activity, like fog popping up in areas where there's normally not fog, just strange natural occurrences that people can't explain. And whenever these like mysterious sightings occur. So there were, of course, people who tried to dismiss these sightings in mass. And strangely enough, the most common explanation that people were giving for the Enfield terror was that it was an escaped kangaroo. Um, do they have kangaroos in Illinois? Um, I think the reclusive brown kangaroo of Ohio actually is. Like, oh, yeah. Or is uh, it more so of like, it, it could seem like a state that does allow legal truck yeah. stop zoos. Yeah. And I could see them having a um, kangaroo that was like dying and maybe yeah. could be. I could a see that. A little rabid, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little mangy, a little one eyed, a little wonky. Yeah. For sure. And Henry McDaniel, he could never put his finger on what it was that he saw, but he was very adamant that there is no way it was a kangaroo because he was face-to-face with this thing. Um, And others have also claimed that if an escaped kangaroo could be the culprit, then it's just as likely that it could have been maybe an albino ape that escaped from someone's private collection. Um, Other boring explanations are that people saw a mountain lion, horse, dog, calf, deer, or bears. But the problem with all of these is that they don't fit the bill of what witnesses saw and consistently reported. So what exactly could it be? Um, 
as we said earlier, it looks a little bit more like the Cloverfield monster. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really resemble any sort of animal I would expect to see in the world. No, it um, looks like a mean, evil foreskin with two deformed dinosaur legs and chicken paws. Yeah, it's very uncute. Um, and more fringe ideas from the cryptid community community are that if it isn't a cryptid, then it's either going to be a demon an alien, or a genetic experiment gone wrong. Hmm. I like cryptid. I don't like demon. I don't necessarily like alien. Demon and alien are no's for me. Demon especially because it's not real. Genetic experiment could be fun. I could think about that. It's like like the vengeance of um, forced circumcision. Yeah. Like, enough little circumcised foreskins came together in, like, yeah. one of their shitty rivers full of nuclear sludge. And yeah. Was like, blah, 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 That's what the, the black yeah. sludge is. It's yeah. the nuclear waste from the foreskin ripper. Um, but, yeah, that's it. And I was actually surprised at how prominent a lot of these sightings are. I cut out maybe, like, 15 sightings because I – could not like I don't know. We're not going to read six hours worth of like sightings of this, but they are yeah. fucking everywhere. I bet um, of people reporting the same thing. And now that I'm thinking about it, like Flatwoods Monster and the Dover Demon do have some of the similarities to this. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that I saw that was actually kind of cool was with the way that it jumped and kind of screeched. People were saying that this might be the United States version of Spring Hill Jack, um, mm. which was like the weird London guy who was bouncing around and people thought maybe it could have been the devil. But they yeah. were like, that would explain like if if this Enfield Terror had been more in Victorian times, how would it have been described? It jumps high in the air. It screeches. It leaves really strange deformed footprints. It doesn't yeah. seem to be of this world. They would yeah. describe it as like the fucking devil, man. The yeah. same way that they describe Spring Hill Jack. Because Spring Hill Jack had clawed hands, red eyes. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So maybe something came over on the Mayflower, dare I yeah. say. Yeah. And um, had to like evolved in a really shitty way or like got fucked up in the American wilderness. Like it couldn't handle our megafauna that we have and uh, yeah. it was injured. It also got one of those diseased blankets from the pilgrims. Yeah. It was also a victim of the white people. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of fun. I encourage people to look this one up. Make sure. Yeah, look it up to, visually. It's disgusting. Yeah. Make sure you're doing like the Enfield creature of Illinois. because Yeah, if not, you're going to look at a griffin that's kind of cute. Yeah, like a little fox griffin. Very cute. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a follow-up for you here. Uh-huh. Abraham Lincoln ran out of Illinois. That's oh, why okay. I know that. That's why that's in my brain. Just so you know. I was, just so you know I'm not thinking about his son. <laughs> it did have a reason why it was there. I I could have left it as a son. I also could have left it that you were just thinking about the Simpsons. Um, I'm not but totally I also stupid. wouldn't have thought about it ever again. Well, so. I was thinking about it because I was like, why do I associate Abraham Lincoln with Illinois? And honestly, it's a um, good reason. Speaking of things that we care about, Mm -hmm. 
Oh, here we go. The laundry list. I am at Noelle Fain. That is at Sithlard on everything. Twitter, Instagram. I don't really use Facebook. Don't talk to me there. But where you find us there, you can also find the podcast at Go to Hell. I think is is it at Go to Hell podcast? Fuck, now I forget. Now look what you've made me do. You've made me forget. <laughs> it is um, at Go to Hell podcast. Yeah, okay. You guys, I got it. No big deal. Don't worry about it's me. Fine. It's fine. When you're there on any of the at Go to Hell podcast pages, you can find or our pages, you can find a link to a link tree in our bios. This will redirect you to our Discord group, Facebook group, our merch page where you can get <coughs> sorry, I had a cough deep inside of me. Or where you can get some merch the for the Protect Trans Kids fundraiser we're doing right now, and especially today on this day, which is International Transgender Day of Visibility, please go donate to that. You don't even have to get a shirt from us, honestly. You can even just go to um, TFP and donate to them directly, which is the Transformations Project. Or, of course, you can jump on our merch site and grab one of those sick fucking tees. You guys are posting pics, and it looks dope. Um, we also have a new design up, the Enemies of the State, the Apostates of the State, which is another great one, because fuck this place. <laughs> um, in that bio, you can also find a link to Kelly Holloran or at Wildwood Elves Etsy, where you can get stickers and pins. And most importantly, our favorite thing, you can find a link to our Patreon, where a dollar gets you in. You do sign an NDA. Please don't share our secrets. There were a lot of them today. Um, but new episodes every week there. And we've sold almost, we've sold 29 shirts raising money for trans kids. Um, made about $150 that we're donating. Hell yeah. Let's keep it up. So keep it up. Great. And seriously, keep posting and sharing your pictures in them. Um, it's been super great to see. Um, also, stay active in your communities. You guys check out where legislation changes are happening through um, TFP's site. Um, get involved. Take action. That's how this shit stops. Um, be a big voice. Yes. Um, and don't don't stop just because it gets a little hard. It's your job to fight the fight for these kids who don't have the legal means to fight for themselves right now. Um, so yeah, that's basically that. Protect trans kids, you guys. Um, and today, just like every day, most importantly, hail Satan. Uh, hail foreskins, man. Been kind of rough on them. <laughs> that's fair. 